Osman Dunkua is an immigrant from Jamaica who came to United States at a very early age by joining the U.S. military. As a young, ambitious man at the age of 14, Osman once met the legendary Muhammad Ali and heard his motivational and inspiring speech, which left him thinking and wondering about Islam. Oh, that must be an exciting moment. According to Osman, for sure it was a life-changing event. As many young black around the world, uh, I guess many of us, inspired by Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X, and still this day, we're getting inspired by them. From that day, Osman's life was never the same. Osman wondered about the faith of Islam, and he was never convinced about some strange claim that the black people had become black-skinned after one of Noah, which is Noah alayhi salam, sons, was cursed. Noah's sons was cursed and turned to be black. Um, that was not convincing. Osman never believed that claim that that claim that were, we are black because we are the we came we are the offspring of no cursed son. That doesn't make sense at all, Osman said. Never made sense to him. Uh, I don't think it makes sense to me as well. He heard that Islam claimed the equality among all the human race with no differences except their own deeds. At this moment, he started to get serious about searching and reading about Islam. It took him four years after that meeting with Muhammad Ali until he revert to Islam at the age of 18. Yes, it took four years. We will know more about that in the interview. Overall, Brother Osman is one of the founder of Islamic community of greater clean at Fort Hood, Texas. A place of where a lot of military resident and family transitioned from all over the world through the military base at Fort Hood, Texas. Brother Osman is a big advocate and a believer that acquiring knowledge will open your eyes to the truth of this life. Please join us to the interview with Brother Osman. 
full-time pay, <laughs> not part-time <laughs> pay. So everything you do, you do it as an act of worship. You see, this is a key. Yes. Because now you're connected to the purpose. Yes. yes. Okay? Yes. The purpose. So we can let our jobs become an act of worship. When you stepped in your house, it becomes an act of bismillah. You go into your step in the right, bismillah. Coming out, step with the left foot, bismillah. Yes. Huh? When we start to dis a discussion, bismillah, in the name of Allah. So now your speech must be good speech. Yes. Yes. Jamil speech, yes. good speech, yes. beautiful yeah. speech. Because if you start everything with bismillah, in the name of Allah, Everything that proceeds thereafter must be good. So now you're true Abda for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because everything you, you set up, everything proceeding from you, good. Because everything you do or go into for goodness and for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What a beautiful way. Yes. What a beautiful journey. You know, what a beautiful... You can't but be, be but happy. Yes. And if you believe that in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, believe in Almighty God, and believe that everything proceeds from Him is good. So if the challenges are good, so you look at the challenges as a means to acquire learning, to acquire knowledge. So everything is good. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. It is beautiful. You, you, you were, uh, you are uh, 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 remaining the president or or on the on the board of. Uh, uh, in the masjid in clean and um, we believe that in clean we have a lot of uh, unique location mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of um, Muslim convert in this place uh, or probably in, in, in this area for one reason or another we have we have a lot of people converting to Islam mm -hmm. or getting into Islam uh, almost weekly <laughs> uh, and you have watched a lot you have seen so many people converting Islam mm -hmm. in this masjid um, not necessarily all of them continue to be Muslim and some of them remain but from what we see in some of them not all of them coming back to the masjid what do you think What's your advice for somebody who just converted to Islam? What do you need to do in order to remain in Islam, not get out of it, or strengthen their faith? Okay. Now, I, I think, you know, this is a transitory community. Okay. It's a transitory community. All the people who have entered in the fold of Islam here in our masjid, if all of them, were to remain, this masjid could not hold them. You're right, yeah. Big okay. number. Big number. Yeah. And uh, you have people who come from 
different places and they are here for two years, three years, and they go to other places. Uh, uh, and a lot of time overseas. Yes. They go overseas. It's a transterric community. Uh, and we have had people who were introduced to Islam someplace else, and they come here and they t embrace Islam. You have people who are introduced to Islam here, and they go some places and they take shahada of someplace else. Uh, <clears throat> what our focus have to be is to give the dawah. Have uh, and the imam does have uh, new Muslim class classes uh, class for uh, uh, for those of uh, us who who uh, been in, in Islam for a long time or maybe born and raised as, as Muslims. You have, so you have classes for different uh, different people. This should continue. So those who uh, um, who recently embrace Islam, it's not just taking the shahada. It must be followed by knowledge. Should be followed by knowledge. So you have to learn. Islam has five pillars. You have to know all five pillars and how to put them into practice. Have six articles. Have to understand the six articles and how to put them into practice. You have the, the Quran. Uh, you have to read the Quran and you should read it every day. I make it a point of duty to read it every day. Sometimes I read one a chapter on ayah today and uh, when I read it the following week I sometimes I get a, a, a better understanding and get a better understanding or I may understand some things in life that it explain or sometimes I'm going through a certain situation and this helps me to understand the situation I'm going through and how best to deal with it. So reading, the, my advice, reading, if, if you don't speak Arabic or can read the Arabic, read the English. Yes. Read the English. And start at the beginning to the end. And when you finish it, start again. <laughs> okay. One more thing, like, this is from the, uh, all of us, we dealt with Robert Salat and we, yeah. we lived with them, worked with them. We got married from them, some of us. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this is from their their, their uh, question, actually. Like when they come to Islam, especially the new Robert, uh -huh. fresh to Islam, the, when you told them like you have to pray five times a day, you have to fast the whole month, you have to learn this, you have to learn this, you, yeah. have, to learn this, you have to be good to the parents, you have to uh, be good, to, uh, perfect your work, at, yes. you know, you have to, do, do a lot, a lot, you know, mm -hmm. big list, mm -hmm. you know. This is what we teach them, like, I mean, any, in any masjid. Right. You know? Most of them, or the majority of them, 
they feel, feel overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. What is your advice to them? Okay. Yeah, in a nutshell, like if you, yeah. Correct. It, yeah. You know, let's go back to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He sent, uh, what's the name of the Sahabi? He sent to Yemen, uh, Muad. Muad, yeah. Muad. Muad. May Allah bless him. May Allah be pleased with him. He said, Oh, Muad. When you go to Yemen, first tell the people about La ilaha illallah. When they accept it, then tell, teach them salah. When they accept this, then teach them zakah. When they accept this, teach them song, fasting. When they accept this, teach him about uh, uh, Hajj, five. So you have to, little by little, don't overwhelm. Step by step. Step by step. Yeah. Like a baby. Like children. Yes, yes. Like a baby, yes. yes. Like now, you know, you, you can't take a kindergartner and start teach them trigonometry. Yes. You can take a first grader and teach him algebra. You know what I mean? You, you, yeah. you might not want to go to school, man. <laughs> you know, no. you know, this complicated stuff, yeah. you know. And that's the most complaint that we hear. It's yeah. really too much. It's a lot of work. You see, and we need specialists. For, for this uh, sometimes we, we have some uh, some um, uh, dai they're not really skilled in, in, in conveying the message and they overwhelm yeah, they the new yeah, a little Muslim a little harsh yes yes too much yes yes yeah. and person, man, I have to do all of that? Fasting? You mean I go 30 days without food? <laughs> a person he, never fasts in his life. He can't even, he can't even go a day. He can't even spend two hours with snacks. <laughs> yeah, two hours <laughs> without <laughs> snacks. Yeah. And you tell him, man, you got to yeah. uh, fast, man, you got no food to yeah. 30 days. Yeah. How do you live? Yeah. Like you, just, you need to break your fast in a date or three dates. Yeah. You pray. After that, you eat. Yeah. You, like, <laughs> you yeah. see? You have to follow the sunnah. You, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you need yeah. to follow the sunnah. Yeah. The, 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 the way of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You see? I know you're anxious to give him a whole lot of knowledge. But it, it, well, think about his capacity to absorb. So from the new Muslim perspective who are watching, so they are the one, they need, you advise them that they don't need to be overwhelmed. They need to take their life or the, the transition to the Islam uh, step by step. Islam comes to you where you're at. You know? Not where you wish it would be. Islam comes to you where you're at. And so the da'i, the person who is the caller to Islam, 
should follow the sunnah Correct. and convey yes. the message. I think one of the things that, uh, another thing that we could do, <clears throat> we should have maybe a committee when a person uh, first embraces Islam, you know, where he'd assign maybe a, like, a, like a sponsor. Yes, kind of sponsor is the best way to do it, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. a sponsor. Somebody t take his hand. Somebody yeah. take his yeah. hand, little by little. Yeah. you know, and visit with him. Yes, yeah. And to be kind to him, and uh, let's go to the masjid, let's pray, you know, let's eat, you know. Well, the problem, the sponsor <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> so sponsor needs a sponsor sometimes. A sponsor <laughs> needs a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> one more, one more thing about the same topic, the uh, from the new river too, and uh, when they come to Islam and they start to practice, and uh, you don't, you doing good, yeah. A lot of them, actually, a lot of them, or some of them, Allah knows, the, their family members, the, the close family members, are not supportive. Ah. Yeah. They kind of, not even not neutral, they are like kind of, the, so have negative reaction to what you're doing. Yeah. Like you kind of uh, wasting your time, you are in the, you're not on the track, stuff like that, mm -hmm. you know. What, what's the advice for this? Revert, how, to how to deal with this? Because it's his family. At yeah. the end of the day, yeah. it's his parents. And it's, it's a lot yeah. of pressure yeah. on them. And a lot yeah. of pressure on them. I mean, I dealt okay. with them many times, yeah. a few of them. You know, what is the advice for them? Okay. Yeah. You know, when you embrace Islam, it's when your, your challenges really begin. Yes, right. Yeah. The real one. Because the real one, yeah. challenge, yeah. Because shaitan doesn't leave you alone. Yes. Before you... Uh, he, you know, you were in his camp. And, and left uh, you alone actually. Yeah, you, you left you alone because, yeah, because yeah. You're, you're, you know, you're in yeah. a camp. I mean, you work for him. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I mean, not you, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you quit. But, but now, when you quit, you, quit, yeah, you know, just, you yeah. say, oh, he's yeah. on. You have his share team yes, yeah. be on your, on your case, so you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you're relatives, your close relatives and stuff like that, what you don't got yourself into, yes. you know. Same. Uh, but my advice, we are, we are commanded to be good to our parents. Yes. In Islam. In Islam. Yeah. We are commanded in Islam to be good to our parents, to be kind to our relatives. And so, with respect to the family, we have to develop character. Prophet Muhammad wasallam, he says, I came only to perfect human character. Yes. We know he came for more than this. But so important is character. That he said, I came only to perfect human character. So, as a new Muslim, in a family of non-Muslim, you want to develop, cultivate the best of character so that your relatives can look at you and emulate you. If you used to not speak truth, you change. You speak 
truthful. If you weren't kind to your parents, you become kind to your parents. If you didn't stretch your hand to your brothers and your sisters, by this I mean, give them gifts, give your mother gifts, help your parents, you know, help your uh if you you know if 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 you're the only muslim in your in your family and you're married you help your wife you help your children these are the these are uh some of the characteristics you uh, should be developed should the characters of the, islam the, on the, you the character of islam we should develop the islamic character And this is one of the things that we should teach a new Muslim person about character. That's a good advice. About character. That's a very good point. About being truthful. Mm -hmm. About being honest. About being kind to your parents. About lowering to them the wings of humility. About not arguing with them. Okay? to be good to your brothers and your sisters mm-hmm. give them gifts then they look and says he has changed yes and he has changed for the better he's changed for good for what a magic hey <laughs> And then they begin to say to the other kid, I wish you were like your brother. I wish you were like, you know, your brother, uh, now they become curious. What is this Islam that produced this human being? This new human being? If he never... used to go to work and used to be late going to work he's not late anymore he goes to work early if he used to not uh, uh, rather than giving a full eight hours uh, you know he, he work uh, maybe six hours and you know and go slower there no he don't do that anymore he honors his contract He honors his agreement. He pays his debt. You see? So, uh, Yes, he honors his, his, his debt. Uh, he's punctual. He's communicative. He's honest. He's trustworthy. There should be a change. You can't be the same old person that you used to be. It must be a change. So, and be patient. They don't 
they're on your case. It's just, it's just, uh, we say you'll, you'll face difficulties. But these difficulties are challenges. These, uh, these challenges are opportunities. They're opportunities to teach. It's an opportunity to learn. It's an opportunity to, to grow and develop. Yeah, notice, notice that some, some people, they convert to Islam and they don't, turn, they don't, uh, they don't uh, let their family know in the beginning. Yeah. So that's a good opportunity to just show your character. Character. Before announce the Islam. And that's that's a that's wise. That's yeah. actually yeah. probably yeah. recommended. Yeah. Well, you have to be com- yeah. sorry, you have to be confident in the first place. You ha- that yes. you are taking the right decision. That's yes. Because being being confident is the key to actually self confidence. Yeah, self confidence. You, you are if you are shaky, yeah. I mean, every, I mean, you can't do nothing about it. You, yeah. know, you can't do, convince anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. S- self confidence. Yes. It, it's. Uh, uh, I think it was Marcus Garvey who said that uh, self confidence. If you have, if if you don't have self confidence, you lose a race before you even get started. Yes, that's a good thing. Yeah. And with yeah. self confidence, you that win the race before you even get started. Right. You see. So yes, you must be confident in the decisions that you make. Have self-confidence. Have a stronger foundation. Have strong foundation. And so when you build your foundation on knowledge and have confidence in that knowledge and work towards pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because who is who you're trying to please, eventually they'll come around. And Allah guides whom he pleases. Whom he pleases, he lives in error. But again, we have to look at personal responsibility. This is something about Islam. Personal responsibility. It is important that you take responsibility for your own action. And you understand that you are accountable for your own action. Before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're accountable. So uh, uh, it's important that you uh, yes. have the, the confidence. You have that confidence and the practice, uh, like a daily practice in order to strengthen your, 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 your yes, faith. Yes, recurring. When you do things recurringly. What, what, what did you used to do in the beginning? Give us an example about you when you started. Well, a life example. Uh, well, you know, everything is a process. Yes, we want so, the true w- process. So, w- when when I first entered Islam, I whatever I learn, I practice. Whatever I learn, I practice, and and I take step things step by step. And uh, uh, you didn't learn everything from the no, first right away, no, right? One more no. thing, like we have to. No, it's a uh, new revelation. Even us, like in Islam, Allah always rewards us in the Quran and the Sunnah. We understand that Allah rewards us for the effort. Effort. The yes. result. It's all. It's the last hand. Yes. Yeah, but you do like, for example, you, you need to get knowledge. But Allah will reward you for your effort. Yes. Allah, effort. Allah says in the Quran, "وَالَّذِينَ جَهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَ النَّاسَ بَلَنْ." The one who spends some effort and mm-hmm. a little struggle in our way yeah. will guide them. Yes. Allah, Allah look at the effort. 
not the result. The result is it's Allah, Allah's in hand. Allah's you, hand. You, you, yeah. you, 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 this is a very important point. You make, you make, you, yeah. you make uh, every day. You make effort yes. to please Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala as much as you can. Yes. As, you know, as much as you can. Mm -hmm. You know, make efforts to please Allah. Okay. okay. Uh, you, none of us know everything. Yes. And we make mistakes, but we learn should learn from our mistakes, and to become better. You know. Uh, every day, you, you uh, the person who doesn't make mistake is a person who no, don't try. <laughs> you know. No. You know. It says, show me the person who never erred, and I show you the person who never tried. I, I have the feeling that all of us, uh, after a certain period of time, I'm talking about me who was born Muslim, okay? <laughs> we feel like we start, we are just learning something new about Islam. And we start fresh as a new Muslim. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, it sounds, it's, 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 it's very funny that sometimes you talk to the new Muslims, you feel, I went through this experience just like you, and I was born Muslim. And I know almost, uh, you're assuming that I know everything about mm -hmm. Islam, but all of us equal in the experience, in mm -hmm. the new experience of Islam. So don't you think that this is happening, that you're learning something new every day about every, Islam? Every day. Look here. It was um, Musa and Qatar yes. was traveling, yes. right? And on the boat, it said, Qatar um, uh, called Musa's attention to the bird. The bird dipped his beak in the water, and uh, he called his attention. It says, they see that bird that dipped his beak in the water? The, the water to extract from, from, the, from the river. The water that he extracted, our knowledge is no more than that. Yes, beautiful scene. Yeah. Compared to the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's a vast sea of knowledge. And we have just a little bit. And so there's a lot we don't know. Look in, in uh, and, and there are a lot more we will know later as we as we grow and develop there are a lot more to learn it's an ongoing the knowledge of allah is so vast look when prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam when allah told him about the uh, how he, he blessed uh, blessed uh, uh, human bless us with with transportation on the sea he blessed us with transportation yes. using the animals you know and 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 in and in, and in, in, in transportation that you have no knowledge yes, of. Yes, yes. And even Allah says in the Quran, "Sanurihim ayatuna fil afaqi wa fi anfusim." Allah says, "We will show them our science, mm. you know, in themselves, human yes, beings, yeah. and fil afaq in the horizon, in the planet. In the, yes. You know? Until they be sure that this is the truth. Yes." Yeah, but yeah. the point I want to make is this. Look at the time of Prophet Muhammad when the Quran was revealed. Uh, I think it is Surah Anam where it talks about the transportation. It says, and 
transportation of which you have no knowledge. Yes, yes, yeah. And look, today, we have a different mode of transportation. <laughs> we have cars, we have airplanes, now we have uh, uh, rockets going up to the moon and, and space station. Yes. These are transportation. So, uh, in terms of knowledge, we'll be learning until the day we die. Correct. Still, and still don't know everything. No. And generations coming after us, new knowledge, new information, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Open. The, open. Yeah, yeah. You see? So we have, as Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa says, knowledge from the cradle to the grave. Yes. And those who are coming behind, the generation come behind, new knowledge, Allah unveil new knowledge to them, new information. So we constantly have to be in a learning mode. Correct, correct, and, you know. correct, learning mode. That sounds phrase, like, like, learning it's, mode. I like it, so good. It's yeah. like, it's, I think it's like that the knowledge is probably the most important aspect that we talked about it today. Uh, we repeat it repeatedly, it's really, um, we need to emphasize this. I would like to move to one uh, part which is really important, raising kids. Mm. You are a father. Yes. Uh, and raising kids is a challenge mm -hmm. to Muslim community who are uh, Muslim and even to the people who just converted to Islam mm -hmm. and probably even non-Muslim. So uh, let's let's talk about your experience of raising Muslim kids. Okay. You know, <laughs> this is a very important question. It's a very good question. Because our youth is our most valuable asset. But let's take a look at our children. When they are born, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us complete control over them. Complete control. We have to do everything for them. To feed them, change them, you know, bathe them, all of that. And which another stage where uh, you the one choosing the kind of clothes they wear. And as they get older, and you, know, you, before you, you walk them to the bus stop to, to you know, put them on. And they reach a stage where you don't know, want you walk them to the bus stop anymore. <laughs> okay? You used to choose the kind of clothes they wear. They don't want you to do that anymore. They, they want to. So now, you see, slowly you begin to lose control. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Life. So yeah. you be like to lose control, and and as instead as like it grows, instead of full time, you can become part time. Part time. You can't say it like this. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't do it. Yeah. I am full. Yeah. Well, you're still full time. You might stay full time or life. You say full full time. Yes, <laughs> you're still in a sense full time, but in a different way. Yes. But but control, you're losing control. It's gradually. So at the early stage, you have to be the best example. 
You can talk one thing and do something different because they are emulating you. You are their role model. If you take them to the masjid constantly, they become attached to the masjid. If you don't take them to the masjid, you know, uh, you don't take them for Islamic studies, you don't take them for uh, uh, to socialize and, you know, to go to Id prayer and all those things. There comes a time when you lose control. When you reach age 14, that's when you now the, you lose, begin to lose control. Correct. Okay? Mm-hmm. 14, he can pick the, the color shoes he want to wear, the color clothes he want to wear. Uh, you know, you're, you're pretty much losing control. But if at the early age you instill in him, devote time and effort to educate him or her in the deen. Not just talk, but practice. Take Islamic activities. We go to visit Muslim families and play, you know. Practice what you preach. Practice what you preach. Okay? It is safe to say that that child will grow up attached to the masjid. But, and in your home, you pray. And you read Quran. And you, to, you know, and you make dua for them. In front of them. In front of them. Okay? And you read hadith and explain. And you read Quran and explain. And you do that when you have control. Not after, <laughs> not when you grow up. When he grows up, you lost control. Okay, Bro- brother Osman, <laughs> it's really I I uh, right I do stuff with my kids in early age in age of I started with age of two, and I got uh, I got some people saying it's too early. They too are, early for what? too early to drag them to the masjid to try to convince a little girl to wear the hijab yeah, yeah. Uh, which is so, so, i'm not forcing it but you to to, to look, teach them uh, if, quran or emphasize some of the islamic stuff it's way too early let, let, let them grow up a little let, bit not that shaitan speaking he <laughs> come to you as a sincere advisor but he's not a sincere advisor okay that's not a that's 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 not a sincere I know, advice. I know, okay. I know. Okay, I'm All just right. so if you recognize it, you know exactly what to do. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm just clarifying. I'm not the only one who gets this. Look, look, look. Yeah, there's a right way, a straight way, and there's a crooked way. The other way. Listen carefully what I'm saying. If and observe, observe not just your children, all of humanity, all children. I'm not saying something that it just applied to us, except it applied to all human beings. There's a period of time where you have control over your children. And then there's a period of time where you begin to lose control of your children. 
And there's a period of time where you have lost control of your children. Right. When I say lost yes. control, that means they are making their own yes. decisions. Yeah. They're mature enough to, They're mature yeah. enough to make their yeah. own decision. Their conscience has been formed, okay, where they exercise their conscience. Now, if you did not help in the development, when they are young, and you're going to try to still it when they are older, it may not work. So my advice is, when you have control over your children, Allah has blessed you with the control over your children. And that everything is temporary. Life is temporary. Your control, your children, temporary. Pretty soon, I'm, I'm, I should say this. What is the role of parents? Let's kind of establish that. What's the role of parents? That's a very good question. The role of a parent or parents from the time the child is born is to prepare that child so when the child becomes an adult and our transition into adult, that they transition into adult as an independent adult. That they can uh, live their lives independent of their parents. So you have a responsibility from the time that child is born to start that preparation. Now, you know, you have some people today, mm -hmm. their children, 25, 30 years old, still in the house. And they're in the room yes. on gadget, yes. playing the gadget, and comes out and asks, uh, what's for breakfast, or what's for lunch, what's for... <laughs> and he should be out, establish a family, yes. raising his family, you know what I mean? And preparing another generation. But he, or, he or she. He or she. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but instead, his growth and development have been stifled because the parent failed to prepare that child to transition into adulthood as an independent adult. And it starts from the child is born. Mm -hmm. Okay? When it reach, you determine... When is that transition? I sit down and I talk to my kids. I said, my role, my responsibility is to prepare you. And there is a transition period. My last son, I says, you know, you're in, you're in a transition period now. You have to learn the certain things you have to learn to, to transition. Because here comes a time when you have to set up your own family. And probably you're not going to accept much of advice from me as a parent anymore because you are growing up. Well, no, let me share something with you. If you follow the development, growth and development of uh, children, when they're by 18, 
you're the stupidest person. Parents, yeah, parents, yeah, 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 You know, and as they get older, they begin to say, well, let me ask dad or let me ask mom their opinion on this, you know, and, 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 and then they get to another stage that says, man, I'm not going to make a decision until I ask my my mother or my father about so-and-so and so. And then when you are gone from this life, they said, man, I wish dad and mom were here. I could ask them this question, you know. So they go through different stages, different phases. Correct. You know, stages, okay. So you have to understand the phases that they'll go through. Just like we talk about that there are laws that govern everything. There are phases, you know. We, 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 must, we should study and observe And through observation, we learn. You see? So, if you miss, and, and, and I like to use the example of a window, a window. Uh, you have the window frame and somebody walking through the, you know, passing that window. You're only going to see that person within that window frame. When it starts, and then when he passes the frame, When he, passed, when he passed the frame, rule number one. <laughs> <laughs> broke the wall, broke the wall. When he passed the frame, you know, it's gone, right? You don't, <laughs> you don't see him anymore, right? Yes, uh, the, our children, they're in a frame. And you only have that period of time in that frame to raise them and to help them to transition into adulthood as independent adults. Independent adults. Yes, yes. It's uh, <clears throat> it's uh, I mean, uh, sh share it with me. Just tell me if I'm right or wrong. I would like to know a practical example or examples mm. from what you used to do when they when they are young. <clears throat> what do you think? When you're young? Yeah. Give us give us <clears throat> touch in here and there. Yeah, okay. Involvement in the masjid, okay? Memorizing Quran. Memorizing what? Quran. Quran. You t if you take a look at the children who memorize Quran, they are excellent students. They are the ones who are graduating cum uh, laude. They're the one who graduating with honors and, you know. Because memorizing Quran is stimulates a part of the, the part of the brain for memory. I agree with that. So when they go in the schools to study, excellent memory. Isn't it? Yeah. Excellent memory. They can... Remember the formula 
for uh, for, for uh, whether it's calculus or uh, or uh, trigonometry or algebra or you know uh, these complicated uh, matters, uh, biology, whatever. The memory. One, two, study. They develop the habit of studying. So take them to the masjid and do memorization of Quran. Okay. You are developing the intellect that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts in them. Okay. So be my advice is to the masjid is an important center for the growth and development of our children. No doubt. And as I mentioned before, studying the deen and memorizing Quran. I want to reemphasize it. Memorizing Quran. I want to say it again. Memorizing what? Quran. Quran. Okay. This medicine, this prescription, you can say, man, it's a, a guarantee success in academia. Agree. And I've seen examples. I've seen life examples like that. Okay. Yeah. So many, many, many examples. And 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 celebrate. Have a little when they when they finish one juice, may have have a little celebration or something. You know that. Oh yeah, you have that, that you have accomplished something. Yeah, I did a celebration with my daughter. Okay, finished. have well, a little celebration. Yeah. You accomplished something, and another juice. You accomplish something. Let it be an accomplishment, an achievement. Correct. And so this learning will never depart. I think it's one advice that will say it all. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Is there, there, I don't remember the name of the, 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 uh, the author of this. It says, labor for knowledge before you grow old. For knowledge so foremost is better than silver and gold. Silver and gold will vanish away, but knowledge acquired will never decay. <laughs> That's a good yeah. one. You see. So let your children center around learning. I'm not saying they should play and all that. Playing is important. Yeah, yeah. Being involved we... in playing, you know, in, in, in the masjid we should have activities for the children to play mm -hmm. to burn up energy Correct. okay the basketball burn up energy ping pong yes. you know this is something else that we should focus on to in the, in the growth and development of our community uh, in the growth and development of our community we need to have recreational facilities for our children okay so that they can come and have activities. Yes. 
enjoy mm-hmm. the uh, and 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 like, uh, learning and fun at the same time. Learning and, the, uh, and fun at the, the same age time. And, uh, and building yes, memories yes, in the midst. And yes, yeah, fun memories. Yes. See, and uh, it keeps them busy in a positive way. Remember, these are our most valuable assets, our children. Correct. Invest in them. Invest in them. Yeah. And we invest in them, and also uh, when we invest in the masjid, we are also investing in our children. Mm-hmm. Give sadaqah, give zakah, give contribute to the masjid. And by contributing to the masjid, you're also contributing to the growth and development of the, you know, we're able to take care of uh, 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 of the, the people who are helping to, uh, you know, to teach our children. Yes. You know, uh, I would love to see the day when we have a, a school and, and uh, we have a, a Permanent staff, like a secretary, you know. She'll uh, come one day. You know. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know what yeah, yeah. You know. Something full, efficient. Full, yes, efficient yes. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, and a, a full... Full school. Yes. Then the masjid is, is a center yes. in the lives of the people. You see? Center. And you'll be surprised how many non-Muslim will send their children to our school because they see the product, the product, what, we, what, we, what our schools produce. Correct, because mm. nobody is happy in public school right okay. now. <laughs> when they see what... Right now, as we, you know, uh, since the establishment of the masjid, and the, the vast majority of, the, of uh, the kids you see graduating from high schools and stuff like that with honors and all that, Muslims. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And they are going on to be doctors and engineers and I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yes. And having an imam in the masjid is vitally important. Yeah, very important. Yeah. That's a very important part. Yeah. Very important. Because I mean any any, any any institution has a leader like the, the, the religious leader yes. is important you can't who uh, dispense yes. the inheritance of the prophet yes. sallallahu alaihi wasallam yes. correct okay and the youth and paying attention to the youth for their growth and development we need more resources to make that happen right i know may allah bless our imam you know he, he works hard Inshallah. but he needs help Lots of help. It's a lot of loads. A lot it's of a lot of need help. Not, you know, yeah. People and think <coughs> like uh, people have this. Uh, I'm just I'm talking about some. I meet a lot of people, a lot of Muslims, like regular normal Muslims that they have this misunderstanding about the job of the Imam. Yeah. Yeah. Think like the Imam is somebody who come and leads the salah and delete tarawih and that do the khutbah and that's his job. No. I tell them like this is if that's one, one aspect. One percent for me. Uh, one or two yeah. of his job. Yeah. The main job is like. He's the religious leader. Yes. He's the one who he kind of he's the he takes the job of the prophet to, for his he's, a, he's, yeah. he's occupying yeah. the prophet's yes. office. Yes. yes, yeah. He's a teacher. Counseling. Uh, it's a counsel. Yes. Advising. You know, yes. Helping everything. Yes. It's a big. It's, it's a, a big responsibility. What we see is the five percent of y- his yes. job. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's what people see. But, but yeah. that's what they see. Yeah. They don't see the the the, the after hours, yes. after duty hours at night, after Maghrib. Yes. <laughs> you know. He has no hours. Yes. Who the Imam? Between the WhatsApp and uh, the online, he has no hours. Look. I tell you one story. I want to cut mm. this fine. So one story. One Imam was I watched and I like to see watch interviews with mm. Sheikh and Imam and one Sheikh, big Sheikh, and he was talking Arabic. I mean, and he was talking about like. That the Imam job, there is no time frame for it. No. Like, you know, one example, he one time he let Tarawih mm. and he finished like uh, almost midnight. Mm. You know, Tarawih. Yeah. You know? And back home, they, they finished the whole Quran, most message. And after that, a brother asked me, to, like, you know, I want your advice. I have some marriage problem. Mm -hmm. And he spent two hours from 12 to 2 o'clock yeah. in front of the masjid yeah. because I can't, I, can't, I can't leave him. Yes. I mean, anybody, a teacher or a doctor or yeah. a. Or a jirir, he closed his office, his clinic. Yeah, and the imam can't close his hours. <laughs> yeah. a, 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 a business. Yeah. yeah, we have business hours, yes. but I don't have. Yeah, I'm just an example that you know. Yes. I mean, he's good. He's patient. But like, yeah. no, this is your job. It's 24/7. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but, but, like, but yeah. one one important the psychology of the imam listening to the other people problems all day long every day. Can you imagine? Don't you think that he got affected? Don't you think that he is listening to issues and family problems and personal problems? And the, most of the time when you go to him, you, you don't go to him because I am so happy today because such and such. Why you go to the imam? Because I have a problem. I have this issue. This is 90% of the time or 99% of the time we go to the imam telling him our problem. We don't go to him telling him I was so happy because if we go such and such. No, no, I've seen people, uh, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's both ways. Some people, you know, when you, uh, but the, the majority is the but, problem. But, but yeah, the majority, the majority is a lot, a lot. No, to be frank with you, I, I think it's less than 5%, the problem. No matter where you go, you, you, there may be, uh, they take more of your time. But within the vast scheme of things, the amount of people is a small percentage. The okay. one who come complains. The one, yeah, a small percentage, but they take more of your time. Yes, because it's, yeah, you have to listen. Yeah, yeah, yes, you have to listen, and you have to and, 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 and you you have to get the right prescription. Yes, because sometimes uh, a person comes, and I've sit with the imam, uh, help the uh, you know in some of these sessions and stuff. Alhamdulillah. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, blessed me with the uh, uh, training and counseling and and, uh, and, and, th and things of that nature. So uh, uh, I'm, I'm able to assist in, in some Besides of the... Besides the experience of life too. Yeah, yeah and experience of life. Yeah, big asset. And um, sometimes a person comes and they think he has a great big problem. and But you have to invest time into say no, you know, it seems like a big problem, but it's it's not such a big problem. It's how you're applying and when the tools that you're using to, you know. So so you have to know have a, a, a toolkit to get the right tool to give to this individual, you know, to to fix his, his situation, to fix his life, or to, you know. Uh, uh, so it is important that the imam uh, has tools in his toolkit, you know, uh, to, to, to solve this issue, that issue, you know, and, and things of that nature.
Correct. Uh, uh, and so, yeah, it's a it's a big job. It's not just leading the prayer and uh, yeah, that's what they see. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. they see the 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 appointments you make. Uh, yeah. I think it's the easiest task. <laughs> the easiest task. The easiest one. You know. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. But Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. But um, we 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 are thankful to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala that He has uh, blessed us. Uh, you know, we have have an Imam. And uh, he, he, yeah, he, he I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, and he, he works, he works, he works sure. hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah he does. Uh, I, I, um, uh, I pray the day when we can uh, get him more, more help. <laughs> you know, to, uh, uh, to because as the community grows, it becomes bigger. Uh, so comes other, you know, people with, with. Um, that needs help, yes. of course. need advice, yes. uh, and you need uh, more people to uh, to help. People are trained and qualified, uh, you know, to uh, to handle some of the uh, uh, and advise some of the daily pressures and uh, people. Uh, I got a quick question. Go through. I got a quick question, but probably. We cannot. Uh, we cannot. We're not going to be able to ask it to anybody else. Mm. Uh, you are probably the best candidate to answer it. Uh, what's our neighbors feels about the masjid in the middle of the area? Non-Muslim neighbors. What we, I know that we have any masjid. Any masjid in the world, usually it get concentrated by Muslims around it. That's where we like to go. But at the same time. Uh, uh, when you were building a masjid, and now after Hasu, how many years? Ha, w w ha, what the neighbors feel so far about having a masjid among them? Well, I, I never really go out and did a survey <laughs> to, you know, to measure what the what, what the, the people thinks, you know, or what they feel about the the masjid. What I can tell you is this: uh, we set out to establish a community that is pluralistic. A society living a pluralistic society. Uh, I, we, we started out with the concept. You know, you ever hear about the melting pot concept? Yes. You know, uh, uh, I, I never really subscribed to the melting pot concept, where you know that this is a, a melting pot. I, contri I contribute to the or uh, uh, subscribe to the idea or the philosophy of the salad bowl concept. In the salad bowl, you have the cucumber, the lettuce, the radish, the, the you know, the different fruits and vegetables. But each one has its own unique characteristic. And you put the salad dressing in it and stir it around, and it kind of ties everything together. So looking at this salad bowl concept, in a society where we want to be who we are as Muslims. Mm -hmm. And we should uh, put out what is, what is the, the best of Islam. Uh, 
And you have other people who are not of the same faith. Uh, how do we live with our neighbors? Now, we have great example of Prophet Muhammad wasallam when he moved to Medina. Muslims were not the only ones there. You had Christians and you have Jews and others, some and others. But he had a constitution. He had a, how they work together. So we uh, have, I would say, very good support from the city. When we went there, you know, for uh, you know, for get a, um, a permit and other things, you know, the, the architect that, for, that drew the plan for the masjid is non-Muslim, and he didn't charge us the price that architects charge for drawing. He was a he was a Christian man. He believed in God, but he also believed that his religion was not the only religion. Mm. <laughs> you know? He's in a building a place of worship. And, and yeah, this right. He was looking right. at you know, vision. Yes, yeah. good vision. And yeah. he, Subhanallah. And um, we had. A person who, who who did the tiling for the masjid, and when he finished and was supposed to uh, to pay him the remainder, he relinquished it. He said, uh, you know, he took some and relinquished. I think what two thousand dollars. He says, I can't take all. This is a place of worship. I'm contributing this. It's my He's not Muslim. Not Muslim. It's a it's a, it, it did the tile work. He said, this is my contribution. Mm. Non-Muslims. Subhanallah. Uh, the, you know, you see, the, the, in our, uh, we have the streets. Uh, Abu Bakr Drive, uh, Usman Drive. Hamza. Uh, Hamza yeah. and we all have, that. We have, yeah. There was there's a gentleman who bought um, uh, several of the lots in the, in, the, in the subdivision. And he wanted to change the name of the uh, street of Abu Bakr Drive. I want to change Abu Bakr Drive to, to Todway, to, um, Todd Beamer Drive. So we went to this city and uh, opposed it. To oppose it. And the city stood with us. <laughs> the city yeah. stood with us and no. One council member, he said, it's just like me. Uh, if I start a subdivision and uh, uh, and I sold some of the lots to to a Muslim, and he came in there and he wanted to change uh, uh, the one street to 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 Malcolm X Drive, he says, we, we, "What what uh, how would we look at that?" Yes, he says, yes. "Is this no different from what we we're doing here?" You know, uh, he says, "I'm not not supporting." Yeah, because because. If he supported right now, he has supported the Muslim who buy several lots and change it to a Muslim. But, no, he brought that example. Yeah. That uh, that uh, how the council member, how would they feel if they did something, you know, uh, that honor their uh, 
prophets and honor yes, their yes, companions yes. He put, and all he put, that. He put himself in the same in shoes. The same shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, see? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and how you feel about how it. You, yeah, how yeah. you feel about kind it. Kind of. So, so kind you of, go uh, in now into the middle of, kind of, of uh, the Muslim community. Lack of respect to but yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's like, like yeah. a lot of, a lot of you know, kind of disrespectful yes. in a way, you know. So, uh, as we understanding that Islam is for humanity. And Islam fits in the universal order of things. It's not a new religion. It's a religion of all the prophets of God, from Adam all the way down to Muhammad. It's the religion of Abraham. It's the religion of Moses. It's the religion of Jesus. It's the religion of all the prophets. And so the, the, the religious people, and if the non-religious people can identify you know, when they had that, um, uh, uh, I think it was 9-11, I was walking in, uh, uh, in a Walmart parking lot. And a gentleman came up to me and he says, my name is so-and-so, man. I'm the one that came and cut your grass at the mosque. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah. He said, yeah, I just want to show solidarity with the Muslims. Show solidarity with you. Let you know that, you know, you're not in a strange land. You're not, uh, you know, we, we accept you. September 11th was, was hard. And this, community, yeah. uh, it, it, and, and this it's, it's, it's a local individual. Somebody who's just, he has a job, like, he was, yeah, it's one of his work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He dealt, like, been dealt with the Muslim community. Yes, yeah. You know. But he dealt with that, you know. Yeah, I'm sure. But, yeah. I'm sure he had so, good experience so, with Muslims, so, you know. Right, I'm sure, I'm right. Sure, you, know. I'm, yeah. you know. So what I'm saying is, I've I'm, I'm never gone out and do a survey, you know, but I'm telling you about the, the interaction with people. The, the uh, uh, I, I went to the pharmacy, and um, uh, the pharmacist was dispensing the, the, the medicine. She looked at my name and uh, says, I live on Osman Drive. Uh, is, is that your name after you? I, I said, yes. She said, oh! That's she was yeah. excited, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you do any deals? Did you do any, any discount? No, it was on. It, it was the pharmacy was on foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what I'm saying is the 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 the, the interaction have been positive. Alhamdulillah. You know, yes. and if you look, the, the 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 vast majority of the people living in in over there are not Muslims. Yes, yeah. Yes. One one point here about the how is the people show unity and solidarity to the Muslim in the situation like this. Mm. In in general, this is my point of view. And uh, is we have a job as a Muslim to reach out to these people. Yeah, like as a neighbor, as a workmate. You know, what I mean, in, mm. any, in any in any kind of life experience, we have because some of us, some of us, I'm I'm, I'm honest, Frank. Mm. Some of us they live here for all their life in USA or in the West mm -hmm. in a Muslim uh, country. And they are like in all zone, in all zone, mm -hmm. in all stage. Yeah, don't And after out. that, they come of them, come like they complain that they mistreated at some point. Mm -hmm. Like you know, it's it's our fault in a way because we don't reach out. Yeah, reach we out. Have, Prophet Muhammad used to reach out. Yes, yes. To his neighbor, to yes, you know, yes. Even with a non-Muslim, he goes. Yes. 
you know, and he 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 deals with them, he mixes with them. Yes. Yeah. And 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 uh, in your interaction with people, show people respect. Uh, whether is a person is a Muslim or a yes. non-Muslim, correct. Uh, talk to people with respect and with dignity. Treat them the way you would like to be yes. treated. Correct. This is a, a great dawa. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Character. We don't. We don't need lots and lots of lots of Muslims who make shahada every day. I think we need more interactive community versus like uh, quality versus quantity. Well, we we need. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it like that. I would say that uh, I would love to see the whole nation embrace Islam. <laughs> would love to. Would love <laughs> to. Know, but, you know, <laughs> we'd love to. You yeah. know, uh, this is uh, Allah says uh, that Islam will overtake all others. You know, so uh, uh, the, the more the merrier. Uh, yes, but um, we have to f focus on ourselves. When I say focus on ourselves, to make ourselves the best version of what a Muslim can be and be that example for others. And by being a good example for others, uh, your neighbor, your friends, will be attracted to that character. Sure. So we start with ourselves. We have control over ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, we make get the, that mindset, that frame of mind positive frame of mind that can do frame of mind that will do frame of mind and uh, understanding that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala watches us he he knows our inner thoughts and so we want our inner thoughts to be beautiful, jamil mm -hmm. thoughts and action. The thoughts produce the action. Okay. So we have beautiful thoughts, beautiful mind, beautiful action. Correct. And uh, I think the... We'll have to. Uh, Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Yeah, we uh, the talk was so interesting and profound. You know, may Allah accept from all of us. Yes. And uh, we just will want to close the session. What is the advice if we ask you to give 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 Brother Muhammad and Mia uh, from your life experience advice as a parents? We are parents. Uh, well, yeah. For parents? Yeah, parents are a Muslim. Yeah, like advice for you know. Well, for two two young kids. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Uh, my advice every day 
you first thing you get up and say Alhamdulillah. Praise be to Allah. Always show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And gratitude to your fellow human being. Allah says tells us in the Quran that if the earth was populated with angels, I send your angels. The earth is populated with human beings, I send your human Gratitude. Show gratitude to Allah. And the people you encounter, be kind to them. Your speech, make sure your speech is always beautiful, Jamil, good speech. Always trying to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If every day we get up trying our best to please Allah and do things to please Allah that people don't see, that people don't know, they have to sometimes maybe uh, uh, by accident see you. (laughs) You know what I mean? But you're doing some things, you're doing something, you get up and you do something that only you and Allah knows. That is good, that Allah be pleased with, and it benefit others. Correct. So, doing our best to please Allah. Inshallah, inshallah. And, uh, and, and always, with our, uh, as you know, as we read the Quran, Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one of the things he constantly emphasizes, how man is, is ungrateful to his Lord. Yeah. Just a few, few of my slaves are grateful. So, Everything, if you're married, have children, if your wife gives you a bottle of water, say shukran, say alhamdulillah, then say shukran, thank you. She feeds you a meal, say alhamdulillah, thank you. If your child or children do some, do something, say Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah and thank you. We thank Allah and thank the person. Okay. Alhamdulillah, thank your wife. Alhamdulillah, thank your children. Mm-hmm. Person does something, say Alhamdulillah and thank you. Always be thankful. Always show gratitude. And if you show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah is pleased with that. He tells us in the Quran that he is pleased with that. So may Allah bless us to be a people that is grateful. Alhamdulillah. Uh, It's... uh 
that's beautiful. I think we can talk like this for 10 hours more. (laughs) 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 I don't think it um, will never be enough uh, talking with you. And, uh, but in certain point, uh, the conversation has to come to an end, <laughs> and uh, we'll uh, we would love to thank you so much for this um, opportunity. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. May Allah accept. I mean, your keep us firm and steady fasting. I mean, I mean, and uh, hopefully we can. Uh, we get a lot of advices, and I. Hopefully, uh, so many people can get lots of um, wisdom out of uh, this session. And uh, at this point, we say Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.